Spurgeon said, what will you do when the trump of God tears you from your grave? When the eyes of God shall burn their way into your guilty soul? When the book shall be opened, which is what you're talking about, and all your sin and shame shall be punished? Can you stand against an angry law in that day? Man, I would have loved being sitting at the congregation when Spurgeon was preaching. I could just imagine his voice. What do you think it'd be like, Easy? You must need repeat. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's got to be deep. And, you isn't expect it, it to be I, I, I heard a, I, someone witness Spurgeon's voice and said it sounded like silver. That was the only Yeah, they call him a silver tongue, right? I don't know how you could, anyone can sound like silver, but it does say something, something <laughs> incredible. But yeah, to, yeah. Hear, to hear sermons preached on the justice of God is beautiful. And we see the justice of God perfectly illustrated in the cross of Calvary. Calvary reached higher than Sinai. Mercy rejoices over judgment. What an expression of love and mercy towards guilty sinners. Amen. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a A few few of of my my favorite favorite things. But do you know what I would add to that, friends? I would add spiders, tickling, and cilantro, because those three are some of Ray Comfort's favorite things. Ray, what do you do? Are you not a cilantro person, Ray? (laughs) Number one, I cannot even think of a spider without wanting to spit. And my my granddaughter's the same, isn't it? She got the genes. One of your kids, just say spider, and I just want to spit. What's the other things? Ray, how can you forget tickling? Tickling terrifies me. I'm going to have a heart attack if someone takes me. Kirk would poke me in the ribs on planes and make me scream in a plane. I've never, ever in my life seen a man panic more about tickling than me. I can't breathe if someone tickles me. Now my daughter's the same. Rachel, she's got a word she says to you that means stop it. 26 years of tormenting That word, tabuli, means stop it. I'm going to die. I'm serious. Yeah, and tabuli. Cilantro. Don't even say cilantro. It's like eating... Dead rats. <laughs> Seriously. And, and I've looked up at the internet and it says some people absolutely go crazy with horror at the taste of cilantro. It's soap, not right? just me. Wait, why particularly cilantro? There's like a thing in people's tongues that make them taste soap when they taste cilantro. Yeah, it's, it's like it was just, it was revolting. It's, they it's, they it's, can't taste the flavor. It just tastes like soap to them. It's No, it's worse than soap. It's just a, a horrible. Speaking of soap, look at this that my wife just sent me. Oh, <laughs> what is it? It just made me spit. Most gross-looking spider. showed Ray a picture of a giant. It's spider. like Bart McCurdy. You know, he made uh, America's what is it? Funniest home one. What is it? Funniest America's funniest one-liners. Oh no, no. I don't. <laughs> it's know funniest home videos. America's funniest. Like he won money. Because he saw oh, a spider right. and he started screaming. Bart? <laughs> to, yeah. Yes. Uh, Bart McCurdy. Oh, American's funniest home movies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah home right. videos. He was on there, home videos, because he screamed. Oh, I got to see that one. You don't yeah. do onions uh, and garlic, right? Uh, oh, the flavoring I like, it's fine. And the only thing I can eat onions in is in tabbouleh, like raw onions, because yeah, I think onions in there. the parsley and the, and the lemon juice cancel it out for some I reason. I can't believe I introduced your boys to onions on a double double cheeseburger from In and Out. Yeah, I will They've never have done that before. They've I never will never you, forgive you. How have you neglected your children? I can't love this it. Long. I cannot tell you the personal offense I feel that my children eat onions now. Okay, let me tell you how I get my cheeseburger. My cheeseburger comes with whole grilled onions, chopped grilled onions, and raw onions. Mark, you feel, seriously, you feel no shame? Oh, I love it. Uh, I disagree with that. I do like onions. A French onion soup, then? Oh, I love French onions. Uh, bad love for your marriage. Uh, bad for your marriage, Mark. Not when you both Not do you it. Not you both do it. Yeah, that's the key. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fried <laughs> onions, true. 
Fried yeah. onions. Have you ever tried fried cheese? Just fried cheese. It's you introduced me to fried cheese. Yeah, I love really mozzarella good. sticks. You just get a frying pan, put cheese on it, and turn it What's over, and it goes gold. It's, I'm getting away from onions to do your favor. And the cheese is just incredible. So <laughs> oh, tasty. thank you. Love it. That ministers to me, Ray. Onions. Well, guys, speaking of favorite things, today we're talking about the justice of God. And for the Christian, the justice of God is one of the sweetest things imaginable. You know, you think of uh, all that the apostles went through. When we think apostles, especially like in the Catholic sense, when we, we see them on stained glass windows and we see them in some of the medieval artwork. I mean, there are these, there are these like haloed kind of ivory tower sort of untouchables. But you think of all that the apostles endured for the sake of Christ. Honestly, that to me is one of the greatest validations of the reality of Christianity. You know, if these guys made up a story about some guy that, you know, rose again from the dead, and they were given the opportunity to recant and live or die, crucified upside down, boiled in oil, right? Uh, I mean, you think of all that they went through, the, the early believers and the apostles. That's uh, just... <laughs> would not show up. <laughs> Is there an option today? Not... <laughs> so, Sorry, but uh, no on the RSVP thing. for yeah. that one. Seriously, if I was going to be thrown to lions, uh, I've got a plan. If I'm thrown in with a whole stack of lions going to eat me, you bend down and you run at the wall at 20 miles an hour with your head. Knock yourself <laughs> out. As hard you as you can. Through, huh, just Ray? to knock yourself out. Yeah, because where, where, where would a lion start? Hey, uh, what do you want first? You know, <laughs> what a horrible thing. To and be. then there's Gabriel over with the lion just going, what is this guy doing? He was good. You weren't going to be eaten by the lines anyways, but now you have like this big crack down your head. God was going to deliver That's you. True. And I heard this lion there with a bleeding head. Shouldn't oh, have done man. this. Why didn't you tell me? Uh, but yeah, you know, but, but seriously, when you do think of all that believers have gone through across the centuries for the sake of Christ, mm. it's the justice of God that causes them to rest in him. That God is just. And again, we've been dealing with the holiness of God. We dealt with the wrath of God in, in a recent podcast. And now we're talking about the justice of God. And so I'd, I'd love to dive into that. Oscar, when you think of the justice of God, what comes to mind? Romans comes to mind when Paul says that he is both just and the justifier. Uh, a biblical understanding of justice is that God acts right always. I mean, if you think about justice as a straight line, God is just, and everything around it is curved and bent and broken and sideways. And so to call God just, he is the one that always acts rightly, which means we never have to question whether what God's doing, God's plan, God's um, purpose for us, whether it's good or it's right, because he is a just God. But also a comforting, which I think is what you're getting to, is that he's the justifier, that he rights the wrongs. That he's there that, that that basically nothing evil that happens to you will ultimately go unpunished. The bad guys don't get away with it. The more we bend and break the straight line of justice in the world, the promise of God is that he will make right all that we make wrong. Of course, he does that primarily through the cross. And so those are the things that comes to mind. And, and then to, to kind of fall out of that, is that as Christians, of course, he calls us to be the same. He calls us to be just, to be fair and equitable. He calls us to seek out justice in the world, to care for our neighbor and to love them, to not only treat them right, but to seek out their good for them. 
I think justice is one of those things that are actually relatable and understandable for the non-believer. You know, we start talking about, well, is God good? He's so good, he's going to take care of everything. Ray talks about Jessica Lunsford, that nine-year-old girl who was reported missing in her home in Homosassa, Florida. And three weeks later, police discovered that she had been kidnapped, brutally raped, and then buried alive. They found her tied up, and she was clinching a stuffed animal. Now, what are the thoughts, right? So that's so picturesque. What are the thoughts that come across your mind when you think of the perp that did this to her? Because everything within you wants to say, we need justice. And so what do we do in our judicial system? We put them in prison, they pay a fine. If it's so heinous, then they're going to be put to death. Her perp was interviewed saying, I don't even remember doing this. And less than two years into him being incarcerated, he died. That's not justice. What is two years compared to what happened to this woman, this little girl who was deprived of her whole life of living? That is that, Ray, you were just saying, I think it was during break, or was it actually during our episode where you had mentioned about a judge who saw no remorse inside of the individual who had, was it a drunk driving? Yeah, he was upset that uh, his life had been ruined because he killed someone while drunk driving. And now the judge looks into that, and the judge says, yeah, your life has been wrecked. What did you do over here, right? So everything within us says, we want justice. We want justice. We want justice. And now I think that a fallen world can understand the idea of a judicial system that is perfect, because ours isn't. But God is perfect, and he's going to make sure that he punishes sin wherever it's found. Yeah, Ray, in fact, you oftentimes will summon a very significant historical figure, a very wicked historical figure, when people say, no, there's no such thing as hell. Or, you you know. Henry Hitler? <laughs> right, H.H. But yeah, what, what do you do with that? Yeah, if there's anything in our lifetime that epitomizes evil, it's what Hitler did with the Jews. I've often said that when I did research for Hitler, God, and the Bible, I went into it, looking into Nazi Germany in depth. And just in the back of my mind, how could God create hell? But after looking at what he did, I came out saying, how could God not create hell? There must be retribution. If God is good, there must be punishment for such evil. And that resonates with people. You know, how could God let that go? He, he couldn't be good. So it's a good way, using the natural is a good way to show things that are spiritual, to show things that are too, too high for our minds, just give them something lowly they can understand. We love to give things away. We love to give things away. And that's why we will do that every single day here on the Living Waters Podcast. That's right, friends. We're giving away goodies for those of you who go to livingwaters.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form. We are giving 10, believe it or not, 10 different people each week goodies from Living Waters, $100 value for each box. You'll get tracts and books and a podcast mug and all kinds of good things. So make sure to participate at livingwaters.com forward slash podcast. And make sure to listen to the very end of the podcast where you will hear the announcement of the winners every week. Yeah, you think about that in the extreme sense, right? I mean, Mark mentioned that little girl, but how do you take millions upon millions upon millions of people brutally murdered and act justice with a guy who we don't know drank poison and died they say i mean you know what i'm saying like after eating good food that day and being protected and living in luxury 
Yeah, I mean, it does. It opens Were you the talking eyes. about Hitler? Yeah. He shot himself. Shot himself. Yeah. Or was it shot himself? He killed himself. I thought they himself. said him and his lover drank poison. No, they, she, she, he shot her and then he shot himself. Yeah, merci beaucoup, monsieur. So anyway, yeah, it, it's important to look at that and to say, wow, yeah, God, God is just, and this is what blows my mind. You think about something that we see as perfect, you know, like someone did something perfectly, maybe in an Olympic competition, and they hit the bullseye on every target as they were doing archery or whatever, you know. But even in that, there's imperfection. But nothing in this world that has ever been done that requires justice, nothing will not receive it. In other words, every single thing will be perfectly dealt with perfectly in the perfect justice of God. That blows my mind. Think about how healing that is to people who have experienced extreme amount of pain and suffering in this world, like the parents of the young lady that you just brought up. I have friends and family members that have been abused and raped and taken advantage of. And for so many, healing from that kind of thing is is a struggle. And a part of the attachment to that struggle is the reality that you were taken advantage of, something was taking from you, like your dignity, like your daughter perhaps. And the healing power of the promise of God being just is that that debt is gonna be fulfilled. That one, God fulfills it for you, that he is the just fire, but also that he's gonna go out there and that someone is going to pay a price. Either the person that did that to you or Jesus on that person's behalf. Every sin man will ever commit is being placed in the celestial drawer of the judge of the universe. And one day he will extract that file from his cabinet and they will have say, an account. Yeah. Spurgeon said, what will you do when the trump of God tears you from your grave? When the eyes of God shall burn their way into your guilty soul? When the book shall be opened, which is what you're talking about, and all your sin and shame shall be punished. Can you stand against an angry law in that day? Man, I would have loved being sitting at the congregation when Spurgeon was preaching. I could just imagine his voice. What do you think it'd be like, Easy? You must needs repent. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's got to be deep. And, you isn't expect it, it to be. I, I, I heard I, someone witness Spurgeon's voice and said it sounded like silver. That was the only. Yeah, they call him the silver tongue. Right? I don't know how you could anyone can sound like silver, but it does say something, something <laughs> incredible. But yeah, to yeah. hear to hear sermons preached on the justice of God is beautiful, and we see the justice of God perfectly illustrated in the cross of Calvary. Calvary reached higher than Sinai. Mercy rejoices over judgment. What an expression of love and mercy towards guilty sinners. Amen. Ray, you mentioned Sinai, and we are both right. This is from history.com. Adolf Hitler commits suicide by swallowing a cyanide capsule and shooting himself in the head. So it was both. I thought I had heard there was poison involved. I'm going to go with Ray's right. No, 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 Died no, no, by no, the no. gun. The no, cyanide no, no, was no, no, probably no. just back up. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. But so the, the poisoning in. didn't no, no, work. No, no. no this, yeah, the no, poisoning no, no, was no, no, no. overkill. And yes. no, 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 no. And no, 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 no. Okay, um, this is... Um, <laughs> History.com is <Yeah>. wrong. <laughs> Counsel the ungodly. So you believe everything you read on the internet? Counsel the ungodly. All right, so here, here's, here's a really good, I think, and thorough definition of all the different facets of the justice of God. This is from the Illustrated Bible Dictionary. It says, uh, the justice of God, that perfection of his nature whereby he is infinitely righteous in himself 
and in all he does, the righteousness of the divine nature exercised in his moral government. At first, God imposes righteous laws on his creatures and executes them righteously. Justice is not an optional product of his will, but an unchangeable principle of his very nature. His legislative justice is his requiring of his rational creatures conformity in all respects to the moral law. His rectoral or distributive justice is his dealing with his accountable creatures according to the requirements of the law and rewarding or punishing them. In remunerative justice, he distributes rewards. In vindictive or punitive justice, he inflicts punishment on account of transgression. He cannot, as being infinitely righteous, do otherwise than regard and hate sin as intrinsically hateful and deserving of punishment. He cannot deny himself, 2 Timothy 2.13. His essential and eternal righteousness immutably determines him to visit every sin as such with merited punishment. Whoo! That's good. You know, it hits all the different angles of of how God works in and through his justice. And Mark, in a recent podcast, you referenced the fact that we want God to to be a God of wrath. And when you say by that same token, we want God to be a God of justice, a God who deals with sin in the way it should be dealt with. Yeah, I've been accumulating uh, just a bunch of scriptures lately for kind of the perfect or the ultimate gospel presentation. And one of the sections that I have in there are dealing with God being a God of justice, a judge. Here's some of the scriptures that I accumulated. Psalm 7, verse 11. God is a just judge who is angry with the wicked every day. Acts 3.19. God has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness. Hebrews 9.27. It is appointed for man once to die, and after this, the judgment. Romans 2.5. Treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds. 2 Corinthians 5.10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Hebrews 10. 26 to 27, there is a certain, a fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour his adversaries. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 10, 31, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And it goes on and on and on, but make no mistake about it. God is a just judge who will carry out wrath upon those who have broken his law and have rejected the free gift of salvation. They will forever be damned in, inside of his prison, a place of torment where the worm never dies, and it is a place called hell. It is not just a, as what, what do you, we talk about Christians out on the street and we say, where will sinners go if they reject Jesus Christ? And what do they say? A Christless eternity. We try to uh, lower the standard of what hell actually is. Hell is a, it's a not a very nice place. And, That's what uh, someone said. Yeah. When, yeah. yeah and, and it's like, man, that, that <laughs> what a way of watering down the whole thing. It says, that, what's it called? Them. Say the word. Say the word. It's hell. Guys, is this because they can't rationalize hell with God is a God of love? God loves you, right? So how do we in one token, in the same voice, begin to say, you know, God loves you. He has a wonderful plan for your life. Oh, but you're going to go to hell, right? So the message, there's a disconnect. And because the message is faulty, the premise is faulty, the conclusion is faulty. So they cannot reconcile the two about God being a God of love and then sending people to hell. No, people send themselves to hell, we hear people say. Well, no, he's a judge. He sends people to hell. 
God's anger at you and has a terrible plan for your life. <laughs> you better repent. <laughs> that'd be, it. That'd be that, a right. nice way to pray. Guys, this morning when I was researching for the justice of God, I had pop-ups come up. And pop-ups are really annoying, and they reminded me of the sins of the flesh. They just pop up, and if you go near them, they're going to take you where you don't want to go. And so when you look at the pop-up, you've got to look for the little X. It's going to be somewhere so you can get out of it very carefully. And that God says, God says he's made a way of escape that you may be able to bear it, and you've got to find that X. And it's the justice of God and the fear of God that are the X that help you get out of those temptations that take you so easily. Uh, oh, that's so good, Ray. And Mark, again, I love the fact you highlighted God's wrath coming. I mean, again, we did a a whole podcast on that. But, you know, if if I could put it this way, justice is the vehicle that delivers the wrath of God. Because that's what really makes it come to bear because God is just, so he must exercise wrath. And then as we talked about and learned about in the holiness podcast, you know, it's that holiness of God that, that really gives it its context right? Because if you just deliver wrath without the nature of God being holy and why sin is such an offense to him, then it doesn't make sense. And then you need that justice to deliver it. Matthew Henry said, those who will not deliver themselves into the hand of God's mercy cannot be delivered out of the hand of his justice. So you've got the choice there in that sense under God, drawing you to himself to partake of his mercy. But if you won't, you're not going to deliver yourself out of the hand of his justice. What a fearful thing. Well, to call on my good friend, JB, again, <laughs> the legendary <Justin> Jerry Bieber. <laughs> the theologian? Yes. In the famous words of the legendary theologian, Justin Bieber, Jerry Bridget. Justin, if you're listening, we don't mean anything personal. <laughs> yes, Justin, none at all. God does not exalt his mercy at the expense of his justice. And in order to maintain his justice, all sin without exception must be punished. Contrary to popular opinion, with God, there is no such thing as mere forgiveness. There is only justice. Guys, this sounds, this sounds pretty dumb, but I often think of You're how right. terrible... <laughs> I was just going to say what a neat guy Oscar is, but, you know... <laughs> just having an itch that you cannot scratch, or a tickle in your throat, or something in your eye, and to think how horrible that would be to be stuck with that... And then you think of what hell is going to be like, the, the, just the terrible, unending wrath of God for sin, justly given. What a horrific thing. You know, Ray, remember years ago when I, I had a sore throat unlike anything I'd ever had in my life? I mean, it was, it was some of the worst pain I'd ever experienced. I'm tempted to say the worst, but just because of my memory, I'm not going to do that. But it was so bad. And I remember... I uh, I texted you something during that time about how so awakened I was just to the horrors of what hell must be like. I mean, I couldn't swallow. I couldn't eat. It was so, so bad. And uh, Cilantro? It, it's just Cilantro. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, but it was like, it really sobered me up and made me to think, this is temporary. I know it's going to pass. But the, the, the torments of hell, I, they, I just can't even wrap my head around it, you know, and yet... Like that atheist once wrote to me, and he says, if you really believed in hell, how come you're not running the streets like a madman warning people? Has he well, not watched your YouTube channel? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. And then Ray responded, actually, I am, yes. <laughs> you know? And yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty I like, heavy. I like what Mark said earlier. I, I do think that the fact that God is just is a launching pad for even non-believers to truly understand and long for 
the reality of the gospel and the coming of the kingdom of God. Because everybody looks out into this world and there's something inside them that tells them that things aren't the way they ought to be, that things have gone terribly wrong. And that longing is ultimately a longing for God's kingdom, a longing for God to return and to bring kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. They're longing for the glory of God to make itself manifest on earth. And that's something that we can tap into as we proclaim the gospel to the non-believing world. Yeah. And, you know, you, you think of, again, what scripture declares about God, Isaiah 30, 18. Therefore, the Lord longs to be gracious to you, and therefore he waits on high to have compassion on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. How blessed are all those who long for him. You know, he's a God of justice. And and scripture makes that clear. I think of uh, Isaiah 61, 8. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and the burnt offering. I will faithfully give them their recompense and make an everlasting covenant with them. I mean, he's not just a God of justice. He's a God who also loves justice as well. You should uh, quote Isaiah 30. Make me. Psalm 33, 5. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. So, so all of these things, guys, are massively huge. But I want us to hone in a little bit on kind of ramifications to what I read from Jerry Bridges. Every sin will be punished. Mm. And so we need to translate that into the gospel, right? And those that are under the impact of the gospel through conversion and those that aren't, because every sin will be punished. But for the Christian, you know, that's good news. Like, again, God can't wink. He can't just look and say, oh, yeah, no big deal. I'm going to let that one go. Every sin that's ever been committed across the whole span of human history must be punished. And so how does that intersect with the gospel? Well, to go back to what I said earlier, everyone is looking out in this world and they know that something has gone terribly wrong and they long for the kingdom of God. And so that's something that we can tap into. On the other hand, self-righteousness and pride prevents us from realizing that the things that we hate most about the world are the very things that we find inside of ourselves. And so in order for the full justice, the goodness, because justice can be the justice that leads to the wrath of God, but it can also be the justice that leads to God's making everything right again, right? Making right what we've made wrong. And so to long for heaven is to recognize that you are in deserving of the wrath of God, that you are a part of the problem. See, pride and self-righteousness thinks that I'm a part of the solution of what's wrong with the world. But when we're really honest about ourselves, when we really look inside of ourselves, we see that the things we hate most about the world, we find it inside of our own selves. And then we discover that we are sitting on the judgment seat and that we need to be declared righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ if we want to experience the goodness and the glory and the justice of God. You know, I haven't found anybody like Spurgeon when it, when it comes to his picturesque ability and his command of the English language. It, it's so amazing. He said, a God who... What do you mean, Ma? <laughs> <laughs> a God who could that. pardon without justice might one of these days condemn without reason. 
A God who could pardon without justice might one of these days condemn without reason. Oh, man, that is so good. So deep, I have to think about it. I know, but, you know, it's one of those things that, like, I knew it was good, and I'm like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it started to slowly sink in until, bing, oh, yeah, right? We had a text that was floating around earlier today, a quote from Octavius Winslow. Oh, yeah, Mark, read that, please. He said, throughout eternity, the lost soul will be testifying of this truth. God is holy. I was a sinner. I rejected his salvation. I turned my back upon his gospel. I despised his son. I hated God himself. I lived in my sins. I loved my sins. I died in my sins. And now I am lost for all of eternity. And God is righteous in my condemnation. Imagine just echoing, echoing, echoing your sins, echoing, echoing, echoing. Too much to bear. Boy. Um, you mentioned earlier on, easy, I think, about or Oscar, about our loving justice. Mm-hmm. It's such a winner for any box office for a movie to have a bully bullying some weak guy and thumping him, and just it's just horrible. And then when you see the bully get his own, get exactly what's due to him, his face plowed into the dirt, you think, yes, you know? And that we're, we're the bully, we're the guy that's going to get the face in the dirt under God if we don't repent and come to Christ. And to me, again, it's a wonder that men don't pause as they... Menopause? <laughs> what are you bring that in for? What does that have to do with the show? Really awkward. Goodness me. That's, that's, next, that's, that's next episode. Yeah, we've, that's my, we've take got me away. Dr. Phil is going to be in here next helping... Uh, like my mama used to say. I don't feel qualified to talk about this subject. Yeah, I agree. Okay, menopause. Are you mansplaining? Wait, now I lost my train You're of thought. thought. <laughs> men pausing. Oh, okay, yes. So that men don't pause... <laughs> You added the don't. You're right there. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, when they are... Pausing. Wanting justice and and vehemently declaring how important justice is, if they don't stop and say, where do I get this sense in me? I cannot be the random product of chemicals. I mean, I, just this kind of... No, they know. They know. And that's the madness of it all. Because in the same breath, these same men will tell you, oh, no, you know, morality is relative <laughs> and they're crying out for justice. It really is. These are the sorts of things that should strengthen Christians in the faith, like to recognize there is no system in the world that addresses this, but Christianity. And it separates man from the beasts. Yeah. The, the desire for justice. Yeah. Oh, you always say that, right? Oh, I've been saying for years. Say it, say, it. say your animal but, thing. Yeah. What's my animal thing? Your animal thing. What? 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 The double, double animal. About what animals don't do. Well, they don't have a desire for justice. They don't, yeah, they don't set up judicial systems. Oh, they don't set up judicial systems and meet out justice. But I've heard atheists try and say animals do do that, and they try and cite some animal somewhere that will beat up another animal for beating up someone else or something. <laughs> so it's just, it is, it really is. Yeah, well, I want to share a quote from someone I've never quoted on the program before. Jerry oh, Bridges? Gonna, no, uh, I'm going to quote from Jerry Bridges. Uh, God's justice is a... <laughs> Flexible. Listen, God's justice is inflexible. Justice may be defined as rendering to everyone according to one's due. Justice means we get exactly what we deserve, nothing more, nothing less. In our human system of justice, a tension often exists between justice and mercy. Sometimes one prevails at the expense of the other, but there is no tension with God. Justice always prevails. God's justice must be satisfied. Otherwise, his moral government would be undermined. Mm, that's nothing. Listen to Spurgeon. 
<laughs> now let us find solace in the finished work of our Lord Jesus. Everything is fully done. Justice demands no more. I think that Calvary satisfied. It is finished. Um, hey, listener, we're so glad that you're listening to us right now. One way that you can bless us, especially if you want to hear us quote more people in the future, is that you can subscribe and leave a review on uh, whatever platform that you are listening to this. That includes you, Justin Bieber. Yeah, JB. In the house. This is a good one. This is by uh, Ajith Fernando. He said, God saved us without breaking the law of justice or canceling its demands. What he did in love was to satisfy its demands. The demands of justice were not ignored or canceled. They were fully satisfied. And the only way that God could do that was by having his spotless son take the punishment that was due to us. What we see here is an amazing love. He did for us what we could not do for ourselves. We call this grace, the result of which is salvation. Boy, in the light of that, arguably, it is finished has to be the most profound sentence in the universe. It is finished because the implications, what what it was saying, justice is satisfied. The the scales are, are evened. God is smiling. Yeah, and Mark, Mark, isn't that what we're saying? That God's justice was fully fulfilled because he did punish sin. All sin was punished, and it was punished on Christ. Yeah, it's when Jesus said, it is finished, he pinched Satan's ear, and he triumphantly proclaimed, you're done. Isn't that the scandal of the cross, too? Just the more we realize that we are a part of the problem, and the more we understand the deserving of the wrath of God— And then we realize that we're free from it because God himself paid it on our behalf. Like just to wrap your head around. I mean, I feel like I've spent the last 17 years of my life trying to wrap my head around that reality. Guys, all the philosophy of the world wrapped into a great big bubble is like a drip of the ocean of what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, so true. And man, when I think about what man tries to do with trying to uh, assert some sort of cohesive philosophical system of morality and ethics and whatnot. Honestly, to me, the best way I can describe it, it's like trying to do math without numbers, right? I mean, seriously, like how stupid you're, you're saying all this stuff and, 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 but you're, you're removing God from the equation and you're, you're like this marvel of ingenuity and design and you're articulating. I'm, I, seriously, I think sometimes when I hear some men wax eloquently, and there are some very, very eloquent atheists, very, very articulate, godless people. And I, Hitchens. Yeah, I mean, Hitchens was, was brilliant. Sam Harris, very eloquent. But I stop and I say, don't they in the midst of their ridiculous tirades stop and say, wow, <laughs> how in the world can I do this stuff? It, it's just... It shows the depth of blindness, you know. Speaking of depths of blindness, those of you who are listening, you're missing out on the hand gestures of easy as the hands go above. (laughs) Don't make me get my fidget spinner, Ray. I will. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) It flew out of my hand. An Indian cup. Oh, boy. His cup runneth over. But yes, sorry. So the hand gestures just really make what you're talking about come alive. Unless you're sitting he's, next to him, I have a black eye. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just the great Arab to see. in me. Yeah. All right, listen to this uh, by uh, uh, Jerry John, Bridges. No, <laughs> John Gertzner. Uh, only the Christian gospel, and this is what we're talking about, right? Really, only the Christian gospel presents a way in which justice and mercy kiss each other. 
First, Christianity confirms the fact that justice must be satisfied. Sin must be condemned according to its demerit. This means eternal doom. The sinner must be damned because God must be inexorably holy and just. His all-powerful being must vindicate his all-holy being. Christianity never compromises the ever-blessed purity and excellency of the divine nature. Second, Christianity alone finds a way to satisfy infinite justice and provide infinite mercy at the same time. What no other religion has dreamed of, Jesus Christ has accomplished. He underwent the infinite wrath of God against sin and lived to bestow his mercy on the damned sinners for whom he died. The infinite Son of God took upon himself a human nature in which he underwent the full fury of the divine wrath. The omnipotent God satisfied his violated holiness by punishing sin completely in his blessed Son who became sin for his people. The justice of God was vindicated in full in the substitute, his own son, our Savior D. He survived that awful vengeance and rose victor over the grave by the power of his own divinity. Now he offers to every sin-sick and pleasure-burdened soul an everlasting mercy, perfect mercy and perfect justice in the gospel of the crucified. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. And what's beautiful about that is it's, it's so eloquent and powerful, but it's by a man who understands it. It's because God made him in his image to be able to articulate truth as revealed by his spirit through his word. Ray, could you summarize what Easy just said? Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> justice calls for our death. Mercy calls for our life. It's as simple as that. Amen. So well put. Yeah. And again, listener, if you've listened to the two previous podcasts on the holiness of God and the wrath of God, and now the justice of God as we wrap it all up, and obviously we touched on God's mercy in the midst of that, right, which highlights it and magnifies it. We hope that uh, you, dear listener, will come to the foot of that bloodstained cross and cry out for the mercy of God because it can be made possible to you uh, through what Jesus did on that cross by giving his life, the crucified. I loved how he put that, the crucified, and uh, then rose again uh, from the dead in order to give you mercy and grace if you repent and put your faith in Christ. So we hope you'll do that. And uh, what a joy it's been to um, be a part of this series, if you would call it that. I mean, these are all... Many series. Huh? Yeah. They're all standalones, of course, but but kind of that culmination. And guys, I just want to say, I, I mock you all quite a bit. It, it is justly, of course, it's justly due. But I do want to say that at the same time, it, it really is an honor to serve the Lord with, with you gentlemen. I thought you were talking about the listeners. I just want to say, <laughs> I mock you all. What's he going to say about it? <laughs> no, I revere our listeners. Yes. I mock you guys, my friends. Yeah. But really, it is a, it's been an honor uh, doing this podcast. We've been into it now for several months. And thank you again, listeners, because the podcast, it's hitting top spots all around the world, as I mentioned before. Uh, of course, the English-speaking world, I mean, in the U.S., in Canada, in the U.K., in Australia, in New Zealand. I mean, it's hit top spots on, on Apple in all those countries. And then many, many, many countries where they don't even speak English. And so... You mean like New Zealand? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely New Zealand. Um, but no, I mean, a lot of the Arab countries, yeah, Asian America. countries, it's hit top, top spots even in India which is, you know, one of the obviously most, po India and China, the two most populated countries in the world. So thank you. 
And please keep sharing. Please keep telling others about the podcast. Uh, give it a rating and uh, give us some comments. Podcast at livingwaters.com. Give us ideas, thoughts. Ray Comfort's staring at me. Well, you're talking about the justice of God, and I thought, that's good. He's not going to end with, he let me like, <laughs> we should end it right but, after you. But said now it. you've you've separated yourself from the justice and wrath of God with all this nice talk, so you can end insanely as you Nicely. usually do. Yes, isn't that cute? Yes. See, I'm cute sometimes. <laughs> Friends, thanks for joining us. We'll see you here next time here on comes. the Living Waters <laughs> podcast. <laughs> too long again. <laughs>